So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. Hope you enjoyed listening to us offer our predictions on House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power show. Looking forward to seeing how accurate some of our calls were and weren't. I will say for myself, after watching episode four, interesting to see where some of my calls went. Just say that. Um, So yeah, now for episode 96 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great day right now. Um, Gonna be a little different type of episode tonight. No, like, pop culture stuff. Just more more of like an easy conversation, not to sound too cheesy. But uh, I have no idea where it's gonna go, Eric. But I think it's gonna be... I think people are gonna learn from tonight's episode, hopefully. And let me let you introduce the subject. Yeah, so that's the intention with our episode tonight. Episode 96, we're going to be providing a... um a free session of education, if you will. I will try to make it educational and helpful for everyone. So an intro to philosophy, if you will, and offering up advice for um, anyone really in life, but um, specifically now that we're heading back into the the fall season and uh, the back-to-school time of year has has happened, has occurred, we're going to be offering advice to anyone going back to school, so to university, college mostly, just um, by sharing experiences in our lives that um, knowing what we know now, maybe what we might have done differently in certain situations or and just uh, imparting wisdom. So uh, without further ado there, we're going to get into that. Um, so Matt, when we talked about this whole idea of giving advice and um, if you could do things differently kind of thing, and I don't want to make mm-hmm. this conversation about like a bunch of regrets either because obviously you have to go through life to learn about how to handle situations better or more productively. Like no one is going to always have the answers at all times in life. You have to go through the motions in order to know how to better conduct yourself in any facet of life. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. M- improvisation. The first thing I want to share though about the back to school specifically would be one thing I kind of wish I did differently when I was in university would be to be more engaged in class. And by that, I mean a few things, not just like participating and asking questions, which I feel like are some of the classics, but more specifically, not acting like I'm too cool for school. Like I would go sit in the back of the class in university, pretend like I didn't care and like which is the dumbest attitude to have when you're, in my case anyways, parents are paying for your education. And while I still was doing my work and performing relatively well on my exams and projects and all that, I just feel like I could have done even better if I was more engaged in the classroom, talking to people, like I said, asking questions. And that also would have improved my experience making friends at university, which I really did not make any any friends. Like I made some acquaintances in almost every class. I maybe had one person that, hey, like if I'm not going to be able to make it to this class, can you help me out? Give me your notes situation. Never got to the yeah. next level, right? Strictly <laughs> mooching. And I would try to reciprocate and be two-way mooching, but seldom was the case. So that would be the first thing that I would recommend to anyone in university or college. Even though it might be uncomfortable to um, like put yourself out there in class by raising your hand or showing interest, like show interest because 
you don't have to be there and there's a bunch of other people who would love to be in your position. So that's a way to make the most of it is what I would say is be more present, engaged. Don't think you're too cool because I wasn't cool. I guess. Everything you said was great, Eric. What you said is kind of what I wanted to talk about on one of my bullet points. So before I jump into my first thing, I want to touch on what you just talked about. You said a lot of good stuff. You said uh, like what you were saying at the beginning was like basically failing is how you're going to learn in life. And like, man, I've everything I'm going to talk about tonight, I've learned the hard way. I failed so miserably. I thought it was the end of the world at the time. And I'll have little anecdotes for all my bullet points. But what you said is kind of what one of my points is like being proactive. I was not proactive in university. I was just super shy, Eric. And I thought like, oh, I can just play video games all like in the back of the class. But that's because I wasn't confident. So like my point is being proactive slash being confident. Literally, they don't care if you don't like you're paying to be there. They could care less if you don't do anything. One point I want to make is like the meeting new friends part. Like I always thought like, Oh, no one's going to accept me. I'm, I'm too nervous. Not knowing that every other person is just as nervous as you or I. Mm. And we all need to like band together and like help each other out. But I just thought like, nope, no one wants to do it. No one wants anything to do with me. And I'm too nervous. I can't do anything when everyone's feeling the exact same way as me. So like be the one to make the first move was like my last. That's how the approach you should go. Just be confident, be proactive. It sounds super cheesy, be proactive. Probably read that in a thousand business manuals and like how to succeed in how to succeed in life, but it's really true and I try to be proactive now, even so like in my workplace, show initiative basically. And I'm gonna go into a little anecdote here, Eric, just like to, this is gonna like be a recurring theme for me. Like I did one and a half years of university only and then I quit. And a lot of these points I'm gonna to make tonight like tie into me failing at university and what I've learned within those 10, 12 years after university that I should have done, like what I could have done differently that I know that if I could go back in time and give myself advice, I would have did those four years in university no problem. Uh, so that's what I'll be like talking about tonight is trying to give advice to people, like advice I could have gave my younger self and honestly, just advice that you can use in your everyday life. So great point, Eric. Okay, I know this is long, but I, I'll just go into my, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about. All good? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So like the first thing I wrote down when I was making this list up was literally just jumped out on me was hard work pays off. I did not work hard in university. And you know what? You know, the worst part is I blamed everything else onto why I wasn't succeeded. I blamed the teachers. I blamed not being able to find the right things to study. I blamed work, like having to have a part-time job. I just blamed everything but me. Like I should have just looked at myself in the mirror and be like, no, it's because you're you're just finding excuses to slack off and you're allowing yourself to slack off. Results will never come right away, only through repetition. So even if I tried a little, I'd be like, oh, well, it's still not working. Give up right away. So my advice is don't give up right away and like keep at it and then you'll see results guaranteed. And that goes with everything in life. But in university, learn the hard way. You can't just bullshit your way through tests and essays. You have to put in the hard work and then you'll succeed. And again, that's in with everything in life. You know, at the gym, at work, work hard and good things will happen. I truly, truly believe that. Yeah, that's great advice, Matt. And again, like you said about me, I, you made a bunch of great points there. 
on your well, your latest point, I'll just add like perseverance is key. Like the, you know, what they say like ten thousand hours is the the target for mastery in anything in life, and that's a lot of time to put in to get success. If you want something, like you really have to put damn near ten thousand hours of work into it, and mm. um, university requires that. And I would say so. Great lesson. I think that applies to anybody, anyone who wants something like nothing's going to be handed to you in life. Right. And if you quit the first time or the first few times that there are some obstacles in the way, well, you're not any closer to accomplishing your goal and probably won't accomplish or get to your dream. And a comparable I can make actually for what we do every two weeks is the pod, right? Like imagine if we ever did want to have any success with the pod and quit because we don't get like a crazy amount of listeners, we'd shoot ourselves in the foot to have any opportunity to really grow our pod. Whereas by just being consistent every two weeks and just want to say shout out everyone who listens to the pod, really appreciate it. Don't give up perseverance, hard work pays off Mm hundred percent. And to your point about putting effort at, at university too, about like being the first one to, extend your hand and introduce yourself to people i specifically remember like you just saying that made me think of in this one class and that's actually it was a class i was thinking about when i said don't think you're too cool i had an american literature class seven to ten on thursday nights and i would roll up to that class and just back of the class like and just again act like i didn't care and never part and never participate in this class and there's this one girl in the class who i remember this might have been like a month into the semester tops. She sat down next to me and then like five seconds later, just abruptly turned towards me and said like, hi, I'm Maurice and gave me her hand and like, all right, she caught me off guard a little bit, but I shook her hand and she actually became like a pretty close, well, air quote, close friend there, but for that course, and that was a class that lasted the whole year too. It wasn't just a, um, like one semester, it was a double credit course. So from September wow. to April or whatever. She ended up being in a few other classes of mine and years down the road and we're in the same program. So it was nice. Like that's because of her, I got to have a friend slash contact in the class. And, um, it was really nice. Like she, she put herself out there. If I had kept up with my too cool for school mental, I could have dismissed it, but that would have been even dumber than what I was already doing. I was really appreciative that she reached out and that, that actually helped form like a little, mini mini crew that we had at the back of the of the class and had she not started that I don't think there would have been any sort of social dynamic going on for me personally in that class maybe she goes to another role and talks to other people and then they have a little click and I miss out on that so take that first step nothing to lose honestly like even if someone rejects you too it's like all right well it's their loss and it would have been my loss had Marie's not introduced herself to me yeah that just made me think of that that's amazing. Eric. You said the key word like that. It's their loss if they reject you. And just imagine all the friendships we could have made if we had been more proactive. I know I missed out on a lot. I'm sure of it. And I just want to like reiterate my last point of like, don't blame, like don't let other things, don't find excuses in other things. Like I used to, this, I, I didn't even plan on saying this and I'm just going to say it, but like I was at a place in university. I was at not at the best place in my life. And I blame every single other thing, every factor in my life on why I was feeling that way when I should have just looked at myself and been like, why do you like feeling this way? Just stop. Just nothing. Feeling this way is not improving anything in your life. So you got to radically change it. It took me another like four or five years to change it. But 
I wish someone had just like grabbed my arms and shook me and said like, nothing you're doing is helping you right now. Why are you thinking this way? Why do you like thinking this way? It sucks. If I can get through to someone and just tell them like, ugh. Um, did you want to get into your next point or? Yeah. And just to add on that too, okay. like even if the, you're saying that when you realize that, okay, I need to make a change and it did take quite a few years, like realizing that a change is needed is the first step. And that's a change in itself in your mentality of thinking that what you were doing before is fine. Mm -hmm. When, if it wasn't getting you to where you want it to be or need to be, then it wasn't fine. So that in itself is a big, big play to make for yourself. And then the time that it takes to make a change happen like that, that's what it is. It's Change doesn't happen overnight. What is it? Like minimum, I think 28 days to break a habit. You have to be consistent if you have some sort of yeah. like addiction or just bad habits. I think you need at least 28 days to get over a hump. And um, yeah, and then it just takes consistence and um, persistence to um, make follow through with it. Next point kind of falls into, like I said, mine are all, most of them are geared towards school. This is advice that I think depends on the type of person you are, financial ability as well, financial situation. But for university, I would recommend going away for school. If you have the ability to, I feel like in me saying this too, I don't know if I would have been ready to move away at 18. I was still like silver spoon mom takes care of everything for me. Like I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't do laundry, didn't really clean other than the, like the little tasks that were assigned to me every now and then never cooked. Anyways, like the most I did was like mow the lawn and stuff, but we don't need to get into how I was lacking in certain areas. I'm just saying this is an opportunity to really grow as an adult at, at 18. It's young, but the life skills you learn, I feel like, and the social skills you would gain too from being outside of your comfort zone. And that's how you really meet people at university, right? Like I never had the, not I didn't have the chance, but I didn't, for me, there was no need to meet people because I had my group of friends outside from high school and we still always hung out. So that was enough for me. Whereas if you live on campus and especially if you go away to another city, you have no choice but to make friends. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. Always want to FaceTime your friends who are out with their own friends, other friends that they made because they moved out and you didn't. So I feel like you, if you can, you should. And if you feel like it's a daunting task, maybe take that leap too and you'll be amazed at the growth that you can have personally. And obviously, I've said this so many times on the pod there, but that's one of the biggest things that changed who I am, who I became is because I went away for school. And I'm not saying that you should go to another country continent at 18 years old, but definitely do that if you can. And when you're like 20 or something, 18, if you can go to school on campus, that would be my other piece of advice. I love that advice, Eric, because it's, it's like trial by fire. Like you're yeah. like, I, I'd go home to my parents' house every night, every day after school. Right. And it's almost like, I was still tethered. I was the same as you, Eric. Like, my parents were way too generous to me, and it's slowed me. It made made me delay everything by years, right? Like, made me not grow up as fast. But yeah, trial by fire. Like, put yourself in an uncomfortable environment, and you're gonna the two reactions a human has: fight or flight. You're either gonna succeed or you're gonna fail. And you succeeded greatly. And Frank, you went to England. That's crazy. I always wonder what, like, what I, I don't want to do, like, a regret thing, mm -hmm. but, like, I always wonder what it would be like if I had lived on campus just at Ottawa U. That would have been drastic change for me, right, Eric? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. maybe I would have gone to with a better group of people and did homework more and, like, had 
discussions with people because I was kind of introverted in university, not going to lie. Only talked to my high school friends that were that follow me to university. Um, great point, Eric. Yeah, I love hearing about your like England, like you going to school abroad. And that's like, I know we talked about it a lot yeah. on the podcast. So there was probably a whole episode dedicated to that probably. Yeah, well, we on. did one actually, like, me, traveling. Um, Justin, Mocktinger, Ezra, yeah. and Jacob back in 2019 were That's all right. able to be together there and record that. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, like, I don't want to reshare okay. a bunch of the, the stories again there, but strong recommend and, yeah. <laughs> My next point, this, this happened to me a lot in school. My next point is, like, don't be afraid to be wrong or say I don't know. Like, that caused me so many problems in school of, like, not wanting to, like, I want to be cool and not, it's very uncool, right, to, like, raise your hand and ask for help. Well, I thought it was. No, it's not. It's actually, it caused me more problems in the long run because then, like, I I failed at my assignment because I didn't have clarification. I, I was unsure a lot of my work. And maybe that's the reason why I didn't do it so well because when you don't have explanations on what you're supposed to do, it's a lot scarier to do it, right? So I was very, like, didn't want to talk to any teacher in university, didn't want to be, pro again, be proactive. But I was so, like... I thought saying, I don't know, like I had too much pride, right? To say like, oh yeah, I, I don't understand any of this. I thought that was so uncool to say, but now that I, now I realize it's nothing wrong with saying that you have to be strong to say you don't know something or that you're wrong, admitting you're wrong. Right. And also that like doing that, not just in a school setting, but with friends and like it builds trust and like your teacher will appreciate too. Like, Oh, he's coming to me for help. He wants my help. I'm there to do my job. So that that screwed me over not asking for help. And even like going to other uh, uh, students and forming like study groups or just like keeping a correspondent, like emailing them or texting them like, oh, can you help me with this? Like I was very bad at that. So I just recommend like seek help, ask no shame in not knowing something, Eric. And still to this day, I don't know like like I, I'm a homeowner now. I don't know how to do everything around the house. I ask for help all the time. I have no, I don't, I swallow my pride and I just, yeah, I don't know how to do that. So it kind of segues into like you saying that you could have done better on an assignment. Had you asked that question that yeah. you were um unsure about asking? And as we all know, this isn't breaking mm -hmm. news to anybody here. There's a 0% chance that when you have a question in any sort of setting, you're the only one who has that question on their mind. Everyone who says sure. also like, Oh, I know this might be a stupid question. Stop saying that just, yeah, it might be, but you saying that makes it takes away from the question you're going to ask, no matter what it is, no matter how stupid you might think it is. That's my advice. Honestly, is don't say this question is yeah. stupid. Just ask it first of all. And then back to my prior point, there's always someone else thinking the same thing or they probably have three times the questions that you have, at least good for you that you had the you were able to ask your question. Right. And me too. That's something that it took me an extremely long time to get over. And, um, in some settings it is hard though. Still, like I don't always ask a question I have on my mind. If I'm in a meeting at work now with 20 or 30 people, probably not going to ask it to be honest. And that's kind of on me. That's for me to maybe get over that fear still of like, Oh, what are people worried? What are people uh, thinking about me asking this question? Also a time and a place though, in a workplace setting, like it's, you sh can't, shouldn't always ask a question. So shout out me for not always asking, but, um, in, in some of the amount of the settings that we're talking about, yeah, it is important when it's, um, <laughs> when it's dependent on your success, like, and like you said too earlier, they don't really, the profs and the system doesn't really care that you're like, they're not going to go out of their way to help you. So make them go out of their way to help you by mm -hmm. asking that question. 
And it kind of segues to my next point, which is speak to your prof more. And if possible, establish a relationship with them. Obviously, not all of your profs there. It's an extremely unrealistic expectation to place on anybody. But I think it's not a bad idea if you're able to develop some sort of rapport with your prof. And that'll probably start by, well, 100% will start by you asking a question or 10. And then they'll be like, okay, they'll see that you're interested. And they'll, they might go out of their way then to help you out and give you additional resources, advice on how to further your education. And they're, they're profs for a reason, right? Like they've lived fuller lives than you, unless you're a, an adult going to university again, um, an older adult, I mean. I feel like you have nothing to lose in asking for their help and asking for their guidance. And then who knows, like what kind of opportunities can come out of that down the road. Like a lot of my friends who are, are still in academia always talk about, oh yeah, my prof is a mentor to me and blah, blah, blah. And like, I can't, I, I can't relate to that at all. I never had much of a relationship with any of my profs. Maybe one off the dome doctor, no, not doctor, but his, his name was... Professor Strangelove, he legally changed his name to Strangelove <laughs> based on the movie. And by relationship, I mean wow. like I probably talked to him a couple of times after class, that's it. Yeah, that's what I would offer up as advice, honestly. And it might be intimidating as a, if you're a first-year student, especially there, but I feel like when you get into those later years and you've started to round out your own education, not a bad idea to um, get in the good books of your prof, if possible. It's a great point, Erica. Uh, I wish I wish you would have told me that like when I started university because I the opposite for me. I blamed all my profs for all my problems and my bad grades when at the end of the day it was just me not willing to admit that I was lazy and didn't want to do any of the work. Like I was a procrastinator and went instead I should have been seeking their help. So it's No, it's a great point, Eric. That's that's actually really that and it's it that one's an easy one, right? It's not like changing your behavior no just go up and talk to them after class right ask questions so great point but it can just quickly it can help you in changing a behavior in that if you're comfortable with a prof let's say you're just comfortable Mm. with one Mm. then in that class you might ask them a question and then you're like all right it got well received actually you know hey you know what someone else came up to me like yeah i had the same question i wasn't i was afraid to ask like thanks for asking my name's my name's maurice you know relationship right there (laughs) and then (laughs) Then in the next class where yeah. you might not have a relationship with the prof, you're like, you know what? I just asked a question Monday. Today's Wednesday, different day, but still I was well-received with my question. I'll ask one here. Domino effect, confidence goes up. Everything gets rounded out with one fell swoop. So that's my um, little round out of multiple pieces of advice just coming together fully there. That's great. Um, I feel like every time we make a point, we're about like we're, we're – th- more stuff on the flies popping up, which is great. Um, my next point's pretty heavy. It's like it's something you just need to do all the time, but especially in like in not especially in school, but like in school, it really helped because well, I'll just go into like my school experience. Um, my problem was that I always compared myself to others and my my classmates from high school that were in the same program as me and at Ottawa U. Every time they did well, I'm like, well, frig, I didn't get as well as them, so I must be failing miserably. I didn't do as good as them, so I must be bad. I must, you know, like that yep. that way of thinking, which is super, like, negative. Um, so I guess my next point was only compete with, like, yourself and don't care about what others 
like think about you. Like I, I would get super hard on myself when it's like, I knew I got a bad grade and my classmates are like, oof, like what happened? And tying to my point is also like, don't let others, don't let other people's behavior influence your own. And that's what happened to me a lot. Like if I hung out with a negative person, I'd like a person's behavior would be like, would rub off on me really easily. Cause I was very empathetic and very easily influenced back then. Um, and the advice is focus on what you can do about it, not what other people are doing. Basically, another thing that screwed me over in university was just comparing myself to other people. I should have just been focused on improving. Like, if that means getting a 70 instead of a 60 on the last exam, like, that that's an improvement. Like, only... I'm only there for myself. I'm not there to compare myself to other, like to other people that may or may not be smarter than me, right? That will like cause you a lot of problems in life. If everyone at work, you can easily like, they'll change your mood depending on what their mood is. Like, that's not right. You have to be the one that stands above everyone else. And you're happy no matter if the eight people in your office are sad, that's okay. Cause you had a good morning and you are you're having a great day. Have you seen any of that in university, Eric? Like, I mean, I don't think we can limit that to university. I feel like that's just in life in general. Yeah. And yeah. on your points, but that just made me think about everything we're talking about really there is that a lot of what we're saying right now is is hard to just apply to your life. And like, for example, this one, like don't compare yourself to others. Very, really easier said than done. And that takes, yeah. I feel like a lot of work to take that mindset on, but I couldn't agree more. And that's something we all do too much not to derail and tie into social media and stuff there, but that's a big factor too, as to why we can get down on ourselves and our own accomplishments feel insignificant or much smaller based on we're seeing other people do so much. Cause like we Mm -hmm. already know everyone just posts the good on there, but back to the Mm -hmm. school setting hundred percent. I could also relate to that too there when I was seeing like, like I said, a lot of my friends in academia and they would get like in the nineties and I'm still getting eighties, but that's not as good as nineties. Right. So then you start to be like, oh, like I'm not that good or not like he's mm-hmm. very good. And honestly, anything in university that's a pass is very good. University is hard. Okay. And yeah. um, that 100% agree with you there. I am um, really think you should just be focusing on yourself because like we've already said a few times in university, it's all about what you can do. There's no, no one. It doesn't matter what your friends are doing. doesn't matter what the, the profs think of you you can be the change you want to see. And I got also, that made me also made me think of golf, to be honest, just don't worry about what others think. Like if you had a bad yes. shot, you're starting right away. And that still happens to me too. I had a bad shot. I'm like, Oh, like everyone thinks like I suck. Cause I just muffed that drive or where everyone else hit three good drives. I'm the only one who didn't get on the fairway and want like, you know what I mean? So no, there's no chance the three people that are thinking it maybe two are, but that's all good. That's their choice. You can't control their choices and what they think. Worry about you and put your head down, swing through the shot. You'll see that you'll bounce back quicker than you thought you would. It's once you start feeding in that negativity that then that's a it's a deep hole to climb out of like like Dale and Step Brothers when uh, Brennan buries him alive, right? Like that's no no easy task to get out of that hole. But it is possible. He did climb out of it. Buried alive, you can still come out on top, and that's a good way to start is don't worry about what others think about you. And also behaviors too, right? Like it is easy, that hive mentality of being around a bad crowd. If you identify that there's some bad eggs in the basket that you hang out in, just get out of there. Conversely, behaviors, positive behaviors can rub off on you. 
And they say that if you hang out around in a group of six millionaires, you'll be the seventh. True. All a matter of perspective, really. For all this whole point is all perspectives. You had a great, the golf analogy was great, Eric. That's the reason I don't play golf to this day because when I started playing out, like when I tried, I'm like, if I can't be good, I'm not going to play. I care way too much what other people are thinking of my golf game. But what's so ridiculous is what made me think I was going to be good at golf after playing it for only like three, four times. Like that's ridiculous. But in my head, I couldn't, did not want to devote enough time to get good at golf. And, And even to this day, like it's, yeah, I'm nervous if I'm going out to play with three other people because it's like, oh, they're gonna, like, I still have a bit of that and I'm still trying to fight. Like this, uh, all this stuff I'm talking about, I've, I've, I've not mastered all of this or conquered it all. I'm still working on it. It's going to be a lifelong thing, right? So, no, I love the, love the golf analogy. Yeah, and that's what I was saying too. Like even you just saying now that you haven't mastered, like it's very hard. I wonder if it's even possible to fully master this silk because I feel like it's kind of inherent in us to, to want to yeah. look good at, most times and all that but it's true like if you can get that in you earlier than or sooner than later that you know it doesn't matter what other people think don't care compare yourself to people you'll be better off in the long run and that's what this whole episode is too it's like we it took us time to to identify and just identifying all this stuff again like i said earlier is important that's how you can start integrating it in your life another one i had this is like not necessarily just school, but uh, just in life in general. And it's a very short and easy point is just be nice to everyone, you know, um, mm. not necessarily for reputation's sake, but who doesn't love being around someone who's nice and just pleasant and, and not a negative presence that people don't want to hang out with because their negativity will rub off on them. And then you won't have any friends if you're not nice. So I feel like that's an easy one and that ties into a lot of the points we're talking about there, but Mm -hmm. it's a good way to meet people too. It'll be just good for you too. If you're nice to others, you have a positive mindset, you'll then just be in a better mood and um, your productivity will go up on a daily basis. Absolutely. Like we only get to do this once, right? Living. Mm -hmm. So like might as well act nice instead of the opposite, right? Like ties into like the golden rule, you know, like treat others the way you want to be treated. So absolutely eric i'm a big believer in like positive thoughts create a positive outcome that sounds so cheesy it's probably in every like business self-help book Mm. you know if you think negatively negative things will happen and vice versa so i try to be that person um you don't want to also be like kill people with kindness or be like a phony where you're asking everyone oh how's it you know what i mean like too peppy and cheery you have to find the you have to do it from a genuine place Yes. Um, and then you learn right away at work, like who to not, like who's, who's a buzzkill, right? Who to not go ask how their weekend or day went, right? You learn, you learn those people out. You weed out those people very quickly. So that's a great advice. Right? I didn't write any, like, that's something I don't have written down, but it's so simple. It's, it's, it's free. It's so easy to do. I don't know about you, but I can't, I don't, I try to like understand people that don't behave that way. And I'm like, what, what's gotten them to this point where they don't act like where they're miserable all the time right and i kind of feel bad sometimes and kind of like well it's their own damn fault if they're not acting positive right so before actually i just have something just occurred to me um this weekend we were at a wedding and the night went on late and then when we're waiting for cabs we're in them like out in the country and andy myself and two of her friends sarah and laura were waiting for the last cab and our group had been split up we were eight, the last eight, and we let, obviously, 
nice people. We let the <laughs> the bride and groom take the first cab with two other of their friends, and then we waited for the last one. And we waited. The, the taxi said like, "Oh, yeah, the other one's on the on its way." We waited almost like an extra hour for this second cab to show up. And I was, I was so mad, just like ready. We're trying to go to the hotel and you know, keep the after party going. Starting to get tired because, you know, the buzz is coming down a little bit. You're frustrated waiting. And one of Andy's friends, Sarah, and her sister, Laura, both of them, were like just upbeat the whole time and super positive and like... And not that Andy was being negative there. It was mostly me, but we're, we're both more like on the, uh, like this annoying side of things and their positivity just made us both be like, all right, like we can't be this mad that we're waiting. Like it was still a great night and we're going to keep having a great night later, but Mm -hmm. it literally just brought us up and that doesn't cost anything. Right. To just, it wasn't phony either at all. Like it's just genuinely like reminiscing on, we're just, then we started just reminiscing on the wedding itself and uh, the vibes were back to high but it was just like in that moment, I was just like kept looking back out at the road, just waiting for the car to show up. Like I just wasn't really being present either for the conversation, mm-hmm. but then I dialed it back in. So shout out Sarah and Laura for that. Oh, I love that little, I love that, Eric. Every, like, I'll be honest, every, every other day of my life, I have moments like that, Eric, where I know like I'm aware and then I just hone it down, tone it down. You know, I know I'm acting irrational because that's what it is. You're just like, you're not thinking enough. You're just like, like you have no influence, you have no power over how fast that cab's getting there. So why get mad about it, right? I get told that every time. Why are you like that? That's literally my next point, and I'm gonna like uh, don't always focus on like how things are supposed to go and roll with the punches because like unexpected shit's gonna happen all the time, and it it, it will happen every day of your life. So just like you know, like I used to get mad if the bus or the OC transport wasn't there on time. But maybe my real frustration is I wasn't mad that the bus wasn't here on time. I was mad that I was too lazy to get my license and I had to wait for a goddamn bus instead of driving myself <laughs> to work or school, you know, or, you know, like I fixated on such like things. If my routine didn't, if my routine was obstructed, it was like the end of the world. You know, I have to wait an extra 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something gets thrown off, a wrench gets thrown in my day, you know. Now I don't even, I just roll with the punches. The two last points I want to make are actually the same. So I'll just say my other line. It's like uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing. And you need to learn to embrace it sometimes because it's just going to happen no matter what. So you got to live with it. And that's what I feel like a lot of, like anxiety is a big thing. I've had anxiety like almost my whole life. And it was always because of I did not embrace uncertainty. I always thought like things were going to happen one way. It's only going to happen this way. I'm going to fail. I'm going to go into an oral presentation at school and fail. I'm going to go into a school exam and fail. I was so certain of a negative outcome. But if I embrace uncertainty, I don't know how I'm going to do on my exam. I'm I don't, like, I don't know how things are going to go. Like maybe they're going to go well. And if you, if I think positively, usually good things are going to happen. That being said, of course, if I didn't study, probably not going to do well on that exam but uh it works in other aspects of life like your plan getting thrown out of whack and stuff like that i love waking up every day eric and i don't know how my day at work's going to go but i know for sure that it's not going to be what i have in my head and that i will make the best of it and just be nice to everybody and not cause like not not to be negative I, that's the last thing i want to be is be negative so i embrace the uncertainty at the beginning of my day and last four years at this new job I've been great in my life I'm doing really well right now so that's my advice I know long-winded I know but I'm sure you have something to add to that yeah man no that's a great advice thriving in uncertainty I feel like is not easy right because 
most of us want certainty in a in a way like we do want order and um to know like we want to control right and that's something that mm-hmm. you kind of have to let go of because otherwise you're if it's not anxiety it's some sort of um power dynamic or yeah. insecurity like there's something that's going to arise out of you if you try to control too much and right so just being in the moment embrace the chaos and uncertainty it's a great way to to take every day right and then you cannot really be obviously some things that can happen can make you disappointed there but you can't be yeah. too mad because like it's you didn't really have an idea of what was going to happen or how a certain day or event was going to go down. It just, it happened the way it did. And you're like, Hey, I was here. It was interesting. And, um, I did the the best I could in this situation. Yeah. Just make, I don't know if it's going to tie into your point there, but it's just making me think of uncertainty at the, the dress rehearsal a few days before the dinner. Um, the, a few days before the wedding, I was in a, I was, thrown in a middle seat at the dress rehearsal with Andy to my left and then all of her friends to the the left of me and all to the right was the groom's friends who I had never met I was just in the middle of this table and just for not forced but you know I had to make the best of my situation like all right you know I'm Andy's more talking to her friends I'm, I'm, it seemed to be more with the groom side let's let's get in here let's mix it up you know and some people can use also alcohol as a um, a way to be more comfortable in social settings I was driving that night so I was very responsible and you know I um, made the most of my opportunity to meet these new people and um, went extremely well at a great night like and also I feel like for me personally working from home and I've hammered this point home a lot the last few days. So forgive me if you've heard me say this to you in person, but working from home has made me appreciate all every social interaction so much more. Like even just going for lunch with my team from work who I never really see. I never see them in the office, right? So I'm getting to meet a few of them too. Is like a little, definitely uncertainty there. Like what are the vibes going to be like in person? Don't really know. Um, go in with an open mind and it was fantastic. I got, realized I have a lot in common with the few guys on my team who I'd never met, barely talked to. So it's nice to um, go in, not expect people to be a certain way either, right? Like knowing them from the virtual standpoint, it's not the same as how everyone is in person. So uh, that'd be my point on uncertainty and uh, cherishing it all. I, I love it, Eric, because you could have been super anxious about going to the dress rehearsal. Like, where am I going to, where am I going to be? Like, am I going to be sitting beside you? And where, like, but then you just made the best out of that situation, right? Like, why should you be scared of that? There's nothing scary. Like, it, it's your mind playing tricks on you. Like, oh, it's going to go bad. It's going to go bad. Well, at least that's in my experience. I was a super negative person like 10 years ago. No, good stuff, Eric. And you said so many good things. I wanted to add something. Just can't recall right now. But, uh, okay, yeah, what I, I remember. Of course, there's some stuff I do control. Like, like, like I always want to make supper at the same time every day, and I, I make it so that happens, right? I will change other things in my, like, I have a daily, like, things I want to do for the day, right? And I don't, but I don't have it. I'm very flexible. But there are certain things that no matter what, this is going to happen at that day. So what I'm trying to say is you don't always have to be, like, well, I don't know, like roll with the punches. You can have stuff that are structured. I just don't let stuff that I can't control affect my behavior. Like I can control, I will make supper at this time, no matter what. I just can't control if it's like, 
if someone is not there to show up for supper, whatever, like I still made the supper, it's ready, like do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Or there's still stuff in your life that you need to like, I'm not saying like, don't go like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like you still have a plan, Eric. And I think like, you're the same as me. You like to like, you know, we're super punctual on our podcast. We know like the allotted time, like still have that. That's very important too. (laughs) Just don't be super upset if it doesn't go exactly the way you planned it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just my wedding, you know. I'm, we'll see how it goes. I'm winging it today. <laughs> like, yeah, you definitely have to have <laughs> yeah, stuff no, no, organized no, 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 no. for yeah. sure. I, I know what you're saying, yeah. though, 100%. Okay. And, yes, All punctuality right. is also key. I'm a huge believer in punctuality and mm, punctuation also. But just on punctuality, like, I love being early to stuff. I don't like being – well, I guess it depends for what, honestly. Like, you know, you got to be flexible with that yeah. too, honestly. You don't want to be always the early guy. You know, no one likes that guy. So be fashionably late and respectfully early and on time. Just find that sweet spot for every single situation. I had one more um, no. point I just thought of, kind of random and also niche. If you have the ability to, I strongly recommend that you go to um, post-secondary in French. If it's especially if it's your first language, like I went to university first year in, in French and I studied business before making the switch to English, literally English lit. But I would say study in French if you can, because I feel like it's much easier to learn the lingo in English. Once you get a job in, in the professional market in English, whereas if you study in French and are specialized in French, like I feel like those opportunities are more few and far between and it'll open up way more doors for you. So if you can study in French, do it. And you also get bursaries to scholarships from uh, University of Ottawa anyways. They they did back in my day. So um, I feel like they're still going to honor that whenever the listeners go to university in French. Wow, that's, that's so interesting you said that because I always blame, I always used to blame my failing university on it being because I was all in French and if it was English, I would have done better, which is total bullshit. Like, it's just because I didn't apply myself or work hard. <laughs> but uh, French was much harder for me because, like, I am I watch TV in English. I, I watch movies in English. It's much easier to communicate. So in French, it really, like, pushed me to the limit. But again, it's not because it's the French. It's just because I was lazy and didn't apply myself. So, like, that's a good point, Eric. You do the slightly harder route yeah. for huge dividends later on right great advice i didn't have any more points but i know like you posed a question uh, on instagram so did you want to get into that so yeah we posed the same question basically if you could um give any advice to i actually think i list worded it with uh what advice would you give yourself going back to school at 18 so that was um the question that was posed but similar to uh, what we've been talking about there so the first answer we got was from the homie Justin Mocktinger. His was keep an open mind to things and get rid of all the high school stuff. Leave that ish mm. in the past. Couldn't agree more. I feel like high school, it's hard to break free from the person that you think you are in high school and um, what those social norms made you become. And because high school is such a small part and insignificant almost part of our lives. But in the moment, it feels yeah. like it's everything. And I feel you could say that about any part of your life, except adulthood. I feel like now we're starting to see like, okay, yeah, there are some times that are important, others not so much. And then 
maybe like, okay, right now, like this is important for this reason, but in a few years, that's, what's really going to be important. You know, you have more awareness, but yes, open mind, try things, get rid of high school. And also on the high school point, one other thing I'll just add to this. And I forgot to mention, and it kind of goes with my other point about going to school elsewhere. When you go to, um, or what I did anyways, when I went to frosh week, I was studying business and there's a frosh kit to take. And I chose to not take my frosh kit and go with my business class, but I chose to go with my high school friends who were in the same program, mm-hmm. health science. And I partied and did all their frosh week activities with them, which I feel like was a mistake because it didn't enable me to make new friends. I'm not sure I would have, who knows, who knows how it went, but me just sticking with my high school friends, I'm still close with to this day. It's like my group, close group of friends. I feel like I shot myself in the foot and didn't even give myself a chance to make friends in my program because I chose to favor high school over potential new business, no pun intended. So it's also um, advice is go with your own frosh week. I love your point, Justin. Um, I was way too high school mind, like my mind was too much like back into my high school ways. Like I was still too immature and exactly what you, uh, like what, whatever just like what you said, Justin is perfect. I, I thought I could skate by university like I did in high school. I never studied in high school or did any, like I just got lucky and like used, I was fairly competent and like not bullshitting. I won't say bull, I'll say bullshitting my way through tests and exam, like just with enough doing the minimum to skate by, but that did not work in university. So like you need a complete mind change. You need a complete, complete attitude change. If that's how you're behaving in high school and then going into university. So yeah, uh, I did not do that, Justin. And it, that's why I've only done a year and a half of university. <laughs> yeah. Great point, Matt. And yeah, great advice, Justin. Thank you for the submission. Next one was also from a recurring guest, Basam Issa. His was do some extracurricular stuff. Completely agree. Uh, Again, this kind of feels like a tough one because like you don't want to maybe put yourself out there and go in with a group of complete strangers. And especially if it's for a hobby that you actually or an interest that you have. And if it's there, why not do it Uh, out of the fear of maybe being a part of a group that some people might consider like weird or something. I don't know, but nothing to lose. You're there for you. Again, we've said it a zillion times this episode. I would get in there for sure. I think I did like a ping pong club, but that was when I was in at Kiel University in England. So that was by that point, I was like in my last semester of school. I wish I had done that first year university or second year and then would have met some other ping pong aficionados and played against people who were better than me and just pushed me to become better. And like, that's other relationships missed out on, you know? So, um, and even for something that you're not proficient in, I feel like that's a good call to learn something new, right? Because like we, we both love to learn Matt, you and I, so, um, it's an opportunity to do so. It's great advice. Um, socializing, having something other, like, not just focusing on school ro- school work and being like uh, like locked in a room doing homework all the time. Get yourself out there, talk to people. Yeah, it's I I did not do any of that. Obviously, it would have been a lot like the hockey team at Ottawa. You just like going maybe just going to the gym at Ottawa. You frig. I know it's not really extracurricular, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's ah uh, yeah. You, but Sam saying that has made me like rethink a bunch of things. But like we're not. That's not what exactly. tonight's about. So positive good advice though 
Yeah. Um, that makes me think. I, I actually I went to the gym a few times at Ottawa U. Normally in the mornings too, and it's a great way to start your day. Really, you get a nice pump in, uh, yeah. and uh, shower at school. You feel fresh too. Like hair's still a little wet in class. Like people see, like oh that per- that guy just went to the gym. You know, good for him. He carrying yeah. the duffel <laughs> around. You know, it's all about what people yeah. think, right? All, all just doing it to look good. But no, um, a great one, Basim. Great question and a great point. The next one was from Klesin Ud, also a recurring guest. Along the same lines of um, what we've been talking about and what Justin and Basam um, submitted. So she said, try something that scares you. There are so many people. Mm-hmm. No one knows who you are. Do it for you. Any thoughts on that, Matt? That's exactly what we're talking about. What I was trying to say tonight. That advice, that would, like you told, you tell that to a 19-year-old Matt. I, I'm terrified of that advice. Terrified. Because I would not have done it, but like, man, you just have to like freaking jump headfirst into the into the ice cold water and just do it. Um, great freaking advice, and that's all I'm gonna say. I wish I had done that. I agree, and uh, it ties in with Justin's point too, right? Like the opportunity to reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. and which can be tough to do, right? Like I said again, like because you think you who you are in high school is who you're gonna be forever, but that's completely false. And if that is the case for you, well, I, I feel bad for you, honestly, because no one should be the same way they are in high school forever. And the last submission was a little different than the, the subsequent three that we got was from also recurring guests, um, my bro, Zach. So his was prepare your liver as I did. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, especially if you're going to college in the States, you know, there's a lot of partying and right on campus anywhere, right? Ottawa, U too. I'm sure there's partying, but no, uh, from what I was able to witness in my few trips down there to Rochester, uh, it's a lot of drinking for sure. But you know, it's mm-hmm. um, study hard, play hard, right? I feel like that's the way it should be. Also, it's another thing we didn't, we really didn't get into, is um, drinking habits and learning how to drink properly too is yeah. not the easiest thing to do, and it takes a lot of time. I've way, 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 way too many uh, embarrassing moments that we're not gonna get into tonight. But, you know, you learn through those mistakes, right? And that's how you become um, an efficient drinker. And university is an, an opportunity to um, start to experience what that's like. So, yeah, I know it's a great pick, Zach. Great submission. Yeah, I never trained or prepared my liver, which is probably why to this day I'm still like a lightweight. I never built up a tolerance or anything. Never was a smart drinker. So it's good adv- a different type of advice but like it is you have to be smart about it and know your limits free yeah. so yeah good advice <laughs> mixing in a water every now and then is yeah, integral yeah. so yeah those are our submissions so yeah thanks a lot everybody i didn't really have anything else to recommend like, as in um to give out as advice to be honest did you have anything else matt that you want to go over no i mean i could we could talk about this for like freaking eight hours i think but like i tonight's goal was not to like overload you with freaking advice and knowledge and just like if 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 only one thing stuck in your head tonight after this conversation like i'm taking that as a win like if there's one thing you've learned or one thing that made you change that will make you change something in your life that's it like i'm so happy i'd be so happy to hear that and i just just some thoughts that i've like these are thoughts i constantly think about and try to improve on and still trying to master and to this day i don't i don't always practice this every day it's hard for it's hard like I, I maybe hopefully I didn't make it sound like oh I do all this I'm perfect no no I'm far from perfect this is stuff I strive to do every day and I still fail all the time but 
I know I'm improving immensely too because I keep repeating. So yeah, that's before we get into our recommendations. That's all I wanted to say. Like you don't have to be like per like don't try to like cram all this into tomorrow. I'm gonna try to act like these eight things we just said. No, no, no. No, it's well uh, summed up, Matt. I think like, you spoke for me as well in there. Like if you can do something. Every day might be a tall order, but I mm-hmm. think not at the same time. Like if you're just making a small step towards becoming the person you want to be and the best version of yourself, I know it's cliche there, but it's true. Like yeah. you're you're on the right track. Like me, like from the last episode, I said stretching. I've been stretching every single day, and I'm already seeing incremental increase uh, improvements on. Like I'm that the path to my toes that I'm getting there. But anyways, we actually going into our next segment that random recommendations. I still have more to pass along as far as improvement opportunities go. And that would be with my first recommendation, which is a documentary I watched today, actually called get smart with money. So it means what it says. It's a documentary on Netflix that imparts various simple tips and tricks to um, incorporate in your life to save and grow your money and improve your financial situation. Really good stuff. Very easy to understand as well. It's explained in layman's and term layman's terms. Very good. It follows four different um, groups or individuals and couples who all receive advice from various financial gurus as they dub themselves. And you get to see, like I said, four different situations, learn about investments, budgeting, how to cut back, how to make your money grow. A lot of it is investment based, of course, there to make your money grow, but just little tips on cutting back and um, making money off your passion as well. Like one of the, um, the women in the, the documentary that we follow has a side hustle in, she wants to be an artist and paints and sells her paintings and all that makes her own clothes. It was really, like, I really loved her story. It was very interesting to follow, especially as, like, I have a, we have a pod there. So, for me, like, that's kind of a side hustle. Doesn't make the money that selling art does, but, you know, it's still just cool to see someone work their main job and then have a dream as well to make money in another realm. So, definitely recommend that to anybody who needs financial advice. And, like I said, it's a very easy watch. Hour and a half flew by. It was good stuff. Well, I'm really gonna I'm gonna have to check that out because I I know sort I know like very little about like investing and all that stuff like I need to know more about that stuff so it seems right up my alley and I love a good documentary it's like perfect that's perfect um it's Netflix like a buck and a half like yep. 90 minutes yep perfect exactly. love to hear that <laughs> I watched a couple of movies Actually, I was going to talk about them last episode, but because I watched it a while ago, but uh, I actually did go see it. I did go, I did watch Top Gun Maverick. Okay, nice. Um, okay, first of all, like I've been hearing about this movie so much just on this freaking podcast yeah. with like Dallas and uh, Nez, like huge hype. Like this guy at work seen it like twice on the IMAX, like Matt, it, it's an action classic. You're going to love it. Like, this movie was super hyped. And before I went to see the movie, I was even, like, reading, like, oh, sixth highest grossing movie of all time now worldwide. Crazy. I go see the movie. It's, the movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, the action sequences are unreal. Like, the I don't know. I just love, 
I loved everything about the movie. Um, was it something I've never seen before? No, but what I've never seen before are like freaking aerial sequences, aerial sequences like no other. So I, I loved it. Tom Cruise is great. Miles Teller did great. The pacing was great. Did I expect like maybe a tiny bit of like show me something I've never seen before? Like, no, like I could predict what was going to happen. I just, the execution is flawless in this movie. Like I'd, I'd still give it like four and a half stars, four stars, four and a half stars. But like people, like I wish I had went in the first weekend, right, Eric? Mm -hmm. Like not getting influenced by so many people. Maybe it is an action classic. I've only seen it once, right? right. But I was, I was blown away. So yeah, I recommend Top Gun Maverick. Freaking phenomenal action movie. I think, well, I'm glad you liked it. First of all, I was kind of worried there with the buildup you were giving it. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were going to like it or not, but, and I, that's totally fair. Right. And that's kind of the, yeah. the struggle of the, the burden of responsibility that we have in recommending things here is that you yeah. don't want to be hyping stuff up too much because then you're ultimately, you mm -hmm. might disappoint people once you give it your stamp of approval. But I definitely think yeah. Top Gun lives up to the hype. I got to see it. I think the, one of the first few weekends. So I was very lucky in that while I had heard that it was a good movie, didn't like really didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Like I saw like a few people like podcasters. I follow on Twitter saying, like, Oh, it's a sick movie. Like them saying like 10 out of 10. I took that with a yeah. grain of salt. Right. But I like truly enjoyed it. So I, honestly, my favorite movie of the year so far, no hesitation in saying that. I'll, um, there's a few other movies I'm looking forward to. That being said, like Black Panther and The Whale now actually being yeah. with Brendan Fraser. Like shout out him for getting some love. Same. That's a name I haven't thought about in years. And honestly, I haven't seen him in much other than like Looney Tunes back in action. That's the first thing that comes to mind when you think Brendan mm -hmm. Fraser naturally and The Mummy. I think those are the only yeah. two movies I've seen him in. Maybe Mummy Returns. But yeah, no, I'm glad you like Top Gun Maverick. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And yeah, no, okay, so the the third act of the of the movie was fantastic, was it not? Oh my god. Just Unreal. Edge of your seat gripping. Yeah. Can't disagree, Eric. It was. It I have to watch it again because I was so like maybe distracted by the action scenes. It was like I wanted to keep going back to the action scenes instead of like, okay, stop with the dialogue. But like movie, you have to have a story too not a lot of time between our last, our last episodes. Yeah. Like I've only ever, I've only seen one other movie, Eric. So did you want to, do you want me to go? Off. The other movie I watched was Jordan Peele's new movie called Nope. Okay. Um, which he called his new movie. Nope. Because I, what I, from what I listen, from what I hear, it's, he was tired of people leaving in the comments every time, like the trailer for us dropped or, his stuff that he produces, like people, his, his uh, critics would only simply write like, nope, like not interested. So it's basically like a big, uh, like he titled his new movie. Nope. As like an F you to all his haters. Nice, I like that. Um, because the movie, the title makes no sense. Right. But <laughs> okay. this is a really cool. So Nope is a really cool twilight zoney esque, like, like us and get out like a situation where it's, it's obviously supernatural, but like, and it's something you've seen before in other movies. It's just he... I'm, it's going to be completely spoiler-free, this review. It's just okay, he does it in his own way with phenomenal like camera work and acting and dialogue and throwing in stuff, relevant stuff in our society, but not beating you over the head with it, doing it tastefully and artistically. And you have to like look under the layers yourself to see all the commentary he's putting in. I've only watched it the one time, so I'm sure I'm missing some stuff. But uh, it was a really good movie. 
I still like Get Out and Us more than Nope. Okay. Just like for like in terms of like how much horror content there actually is. Uh, nope is probably the the one that's easiest to approach actually for like a a normal person that's not obsessed with horror films. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked it. Um, main actor did great, like Daniel uh, Kaluuya. I yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but yeah, he was great. It, it, it's a weird, it's a unique movie, Eric. You've never seen a movie like this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. I'm I've been wanting to see it, just hasn't lined up for me there. But I I'll definitely give it a watch at some point. Like uh, Jordan Peele has now become must watch cinema, right? So um, I've actually seen that people prefer Nope to Us, but uh, oh. we all have our own opinions. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go into it just hoping for a good movie and uh, not have too many like preconceived notions of like the how great it should be or not. I really love I loved us, honestly. I've only seen it the one time, but oh. great movie. I feel like that got a lot of hate from or people just instantly saying like, oh it's not as good as get out, therefore it's not a good movie. Like is that how it works with people yeah. now? Um Get Out is just a classic though, right? Like I feel like in when it's all said and done, that might go down as a and I obviously this might be a way out of line there me saying this but like a classic in the horror genre not way out of line at all eric it already is considered like by from all the podcasts i listen to and the horror groups i follow like get out is super well revered and like it is a classic so for me for again still no movies like you said it's a short turnaround since we recorded our last episodes i haven't gotten a chance to watch a movie um or shows honestly still um lord of the rings game of Th- house of the dragon i enjoyed episode three of lord of the rings i'll just say that without really getting into it i thought it was really good the thing i'll recommend is actually switching gears a little or it's it is related to house of the dragon it's a podcast if anyone is willing to take on an additional podcast in their repertoire doing some free promo for the podcast called my mom's basement and they do normally just a TV, like Marvel TV shows or any like big TV show, kind of like us, honestly. But they go episode by episode, so with weekly drops. And they're doing a House of the Dragon rundown right now. And I find their episodes just absolutely hilarious. It's funny to hear guys, they're three guys and they normally get a, a guest as well. Just talk about like what they think is going to happen in House of the Dragon. Super funny, low-key stuff cross-brand promo i would i would recommend if you want a lot like it's cracked me up quite a few times listening to them speculate on what's gonna happen and stuff it's um it's good stuff my mom's basement house of the dragon oh i'll have to check that out i love dissections of like movies or episodes oh, like same. i love that podcast format so that's awesome i've listened to an entire podcast where they just dissect a movie right mm. so awesome and that's what another thing is not only because of podcasts like this that we get weekly drops covering content on a show or whatever, but that's one of the additional reasons why I love the weekly release, like the old school Sunday night and House of the Dragon really, there's no other show like that that fully embodies the like, okay, I want to wait another week. Or you might not think that after the episode there. Because you just want more, but you're okay waiting a week because you know mm. the content is great and it's fun to just talk about a work. It's been fun for the last four weeks there now to talk about House of the Dragon with my coworkers who are watching it and stuff. And uh, so yeah, maybe just throw out feelers at work. Like, hey, are you watching House of the, House of the Dragon? I'll just see who's who's into what and um, 
that'll be a nice way to also establish a new level of a relationship with someone at work who you may not be close to or already are and then you now peel another layer of the onion that's great eric um I like that, but like, let's say the 10 episodes drop right away, then we'd watch it with him. There'd be like too much to like talk. We'd like mm. be like overdosing on like wanting to talk about the show. So yeah, I love the drop every week format for a show like that. If Lord of the Rings was all like in one day, I would have, it would have been cool to like binge watch Rings of Power. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But then shows I feel like are as quickly as they're di- di- digested by everybody, they're forgotten just as quickly, right? Like, like 100%. a Squid Game, which was such a phenomenon. But when's the last time you've heard Squid Game be brought up other than like a few seconds ago? No one talks about it. And even Stranger Things, it came and went. All these Netflix shows that drop. And Stranger Things actually pro- prolonged its relevance by releasing it the way they did with volumes, right? So that was a smart yeah, move on yeah. their part. But I love this weekly drop. It keeps the show hot and um, people wanting to, um, to talk about it. And I was just going to say, speaking of full season that dropped, Cobra Kai season five yeah. just dropped on Netflix, which I have not gotten to yet, but I'm preemptively recommending Cobra Kai again for like probably the fifth time on here. If you haven't seen it and are a fan of Karate Kid, strong recommend. It's not like a kid's, a stupid kid's show or take on um, Karate Kid. It's a fantastic show, funny, well thought out, well, characters are well written. Obviously, yeah, it is a bit over the top, but... It's great fun. And who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it some more down the road. Probably. <laughs> I believe we shall. I think, I yeah. hope it, I don't think this is the last season. I feel like they would have announced like the final season. I think right. there's gonna, they're going to go for one more season. Probably season six is a good spot to, to cap it off there. I mm-hmm. feel like, like I already said, most shows overextend their stay and they should probably quit while they're ahead. And six seasons would be the, the call, the way to do it, I feel like. Yeah. Did you have anything else? Uh, no, I didn't have anything else to recommend, me, honestly. Like, me like we said, it's a short turnaround and uh, this is a heavy episode. Like, you know, a lot of advice. Normally, yeah. no, normally go on the lighthearted route, but we opted for more um, gems than just uh, fun jokes. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fun, Matt. Any final notes for the listeners? Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I hope uh, we were able to impart some wiz- like some advice and that it hopefully something changes and hopefully we help basically. Um, and I hope everyone that's back to school, like to university or college or high school is doing great. And thank you for listening again. I can't, you, you don't know. A lot of people listen. They don't might not tell you Eric, but like, I appreciate everyone who listens, even if you just don't want it like a silent listener, that's fine by me. Just thank you guys so much. Couldn't agree more, Matt. Very well said. Um, thanks a lot, everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. And yeah, peace.